Good morning, living word. Good morning, morning manaites. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Certainly, it's a blessing to be in the land of the living once again and to be able to give God praise. We know how we start our day. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. So, certainly, you and I have something to rejoice about. You and I have something to be glad about. Let's, let us rejoice about the savings grace that God has given unto us as his people and through the shed blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And let us be glad that our past is forgiven, our present is being preserved, and our future is guaranteed. If you don't have nothing to be glad about, I'm sorry for you because I certainly have multiple things to be glad about. Amen. But I don't believe there's anybody in the world that life is all bad. I have yet to meet somebody whose life is all bad. No, there has to be some good in your life, especially if you are a child of God. If you're a child of God, there is more good in your life than bad. Okay, so let's stop all the complaining. Let's stop all the fussing and the pity parties and all that. Because if you are a child of God, you have far more good in your life than bad. I know we got to go through some stuff and that's normal. Everybody on the face of the earth goes through stuff, whether you're saved or unsaved. Amen. So because we're children of God, we deal with it in a whole different level. Amen. So whatever we have to deal with, whatever you got to go through in the midst of it, the Bible says, give God thanks for in everything we have been commanded. It's not a choice. It's not an option. Amen. God is a command in everything. Give God's thanks. Give God thanks for this is his will concerning you. Amen. And then we know the word, the Bible says that God perfects everything that concerns us. So, hey, you and I have been set up to win, been set up to be victorious. We are more than conquerors. We are overcomers. We're the head. We're not the tail. We're above, never beneath. We are blessed. We got favor on our heads. I mean, come on. Do we need any more word from God? Does God really need to say anything else for us to have faith and confidence in him? Or do we, are we just like um, word junkies? <laughs> if we don't get a new word today, we, we can't make it. If I don't get a new word, do you have enough word? You don't have enough word to make it through anything right now? You should. And if you don't, you better go read the word. Go read the word. Read the scriptures. There's a whole, there's so much word in scripture that it, it is inexhaustible. You know, sometimes people say, how do you find something to talk about? If we, because when you read scripture, there's always something to talk about. You can never read scripture and not have something to talk about, to share, to give God thanks for. And I believe God has given me the gift of teaching. So when I go into scripture, I can read a passage and I can receive some revelation from it. And I can create a whole teaching structure just from one passage of scripture. And that's a gift that God has given me. So there's always something in scripture to talk about, to teach about, to read about, to memorize, to meditate upon, um, to make my life better, and to allow the good 
to come to the forefront of my mind. Amen. It, it has to come here first before it materializes. You want good in your life? Get good in your heart. Get good in your mind. It'll materialize into your life. Amen. All right. So this morning, I want to talk about a leap of faith, right? A leap of faith. And, and I just want to dig deep into it just a little bit. And when we go into the book of Hebrews, you know, Hebrews is that faith chapter that talk about the faith of our forefathers, um, you know, from Abraham all the way down. Um, it uh, talks about how by faith they did such great things. But, you know, that, that phrase, a leap of faith, is not really found in Scripture, but it's a phrase, it's, it's a word that we have come to, to believe um, something with no evidence at all. Simple means you make an attempt at something without any real evidence, whether or not it exists or is going to be successful. It's like taking a leap. Um, you just say, you know what? If God be for me, who can be against me? So even though the odds are against me, I'm taking a leap of faith. I'm jumping in anyway because God is with me. It's sort of like um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They said, you know, King, we may not be able to answer you in this, but we're letting you know. We know God is able, but even if he does not save us, we're not bowing down to your idols. They took That was a leap of faith. Amen. They made up their mind. I'm going, if I die, I die. But I'm stepping out on faith. I'm going to believe God with the expectation God is going to transition me to the heavenly realms or he's going to save me from this fiery furnace. That's a leap of faith, right? Because you absolutely believe that something is going to happen. But when you take a step, right? You know, the, you know, the Bible tells us that faith without works is dead. Um, so that means if you believe in God for something, you have to. Some, there's, there's going to be times in your life that your life may be on the line. So it's either you believe in God and stepping out on it, or stay in your situation. <laughs> that's the that's the whole idea of leap of faith. Believe God. Just step out on the word of God or stay in your situation. Right? And sometimes, you know, in order to move ahead in life, in order to, to grow, in order to mature, um, in order to get healthy sometimes, in order to get wealthy, you're going to have to take a leap of faith. Without risk, there is no reward. And so some rewards require risk. And that's the leap of faith. Amen. And so, children of God, there, there's going to be times in our lives where we come on a situation in our life that, you know, we're not sure of ourselves. We're not sure what to do. You know, um, we just have this situation. and But you have to come to your, uh, come to the place of understanding where you said, I'm just going to believe God. I'm just going to trust God. I'm just going to trust him. Okay, I'm just going to trust him. Now, I know what everybody's saying. I know what happened to other people and all, you know, because the devil will fill your mind with all kinds of failures. How other people tried it and it didn't work. You know, how this has happened before. And, you know, he just, he will line your mind with all kinds of stuff. 
But a leap of faith said, you know what? In spite of everything, I'm going to trust God and I'm going to step out on faith. Amen. Let's look at some of the examples. Noah obeyed God and built an ark to save his family from the flood. I mean, back in the day, there was no, um, Noah was building an ark on dry land. You know, who does that? Who builds a giant boat on dry land, you know, um, saying that there's a flood coming? Because before that, there was never, ever a flood. And so he had to simply take God at his word that a flood is coming, that this ark is necessary to save myself, my family, and all the other animals that God said needed to be saved. That's a leap of faith. This has never happened before. Never happened before. He had to believe God. How about Abraham? Abraham prepared his son like a regular sacrifice. <laughs> prepared his son to be sacrificed. Why? Because he believed that God, even if he slew his son, that God would raise him up from the dead. That's that's leap of faith, man. So much so, he didn't even tell his wife Sarah what he's going to do. He's a smart man because she would have stopped him. <laughs> so he took a leap of faith. And, you, and of course, you know the story, how God stopped him from um, killing his son. God didn't really want him to kill his son. And God just wanted to prove his faith and he would, whether or not he would do what God had asked him to do. Even take the life of his one and only son. And God said, the son whom you love so much. How many of you, by the word of God, will sacrifice something that you love so much? We're not talking about your children. We're not talking about, you know, we're not, you know, God is not telling anybody to sacrifice their children or kill their children. He's not doing that. That's not of God. And God was testing Abraham on faith. So is there something in your life that, that you love so much that you you don't ever think you could live without? What if God says, step away from it? What if God say, give that up? Would you would you have enough faith? Or could you take a leap and say, okay, God, I'm going to trust you in this, you know? Um, you know, and you know what's the closest to us that we have problems with <laughs> sacrificing to God? Our money. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. That's one of the biggest things that we don't really trust God with. And that's why people don't give. People don't tithe because they, they love their money. And then God said, give your 10%. They can't give it. They can't give it. That's just too much. Especially if you make a lot of money and, and God requires 10% to give 10%. A lot of people just can't do it because they can't say, they don't have that much faith. They don't have faith to believe God, to trust God, to say, God said, you know, if you, if you do this, I'm going to do this. And God, God is saying, try me and test me. Why wouldn't, why wouldn't we take God's challenge? If God is challenging you for something, don't you know he already knows the outcome? If God is putting on your heart to do something, he already has a really good outcome planned for you. You just have to just take him at his word. Take, him, take, take God's challenge and say, God, this is your challenge. Okay, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm just going to do it. That's what Abraham did. Give, God said, take your son and sacrifice him. Abraham said, Okay, God, I'm going to do exactly what you say. <laughs> Glory to God. Are we willing to sacrifice, you know, some of the things that's closest to us? Um, if God says, 
give this, will you do it? Will you take God at his word? Amen. How about Rahab? Now, Rahab is really strange, right? Because Rahab was a prostitute. And, you know, God sent the spies. Now, this is real funny. Don't take it anyway. God sent his spies to spy out the land. And the Bible says they ended up in a prostitute's house. What in the world are they doing in a prostitute's house? Amen. But they went there anyway. But listen to how, listen to Rahab's faith. Rahab says, we heard how the Lord dried up the Red Sea. Wow. We heard. I mean, she would just, you know, if you go back and read it for yourself, you see all the things that she said. And she says, you know, how the heart of the people is melted because of you and because of your God. And so she went by faith and hid them and lied to protect herself and to protect them. And because of that, she was saved and her family was saved, right? Because she simply heard about the God of the Hebrews. Isn't that amazing? She took a leap of faith, amen, even though she was not um uh, a, a, a woman of holiness and righteousness, but she had faith. She had faith. And because of her faith in the God of, um, of the Israelites, she and her family was saved. And so you see how faith works? You don't have to be saved to step out of faith. You know, faith is simply a law that works every single time. And so sometimes we are called to take a leap of faith. Step out on faith. You know what a leap of faith is? It's simply exercising and stepping out on the word that you heard from God. How about David? David is so trusted in God. He says, you know what? This, this Goliath, this Philistine, I'm going to treat them like I treated the bear and I treated the lion. And the God that saved me from the mouth of the bear and the lion is going to save me from the hand of this Philistine. And so imagine David goes up against a Philistine. He had a sword. The Philistine has a sword. He has a shield. He has an armor bearer. He has a javelin. I mean, this guy is ready for war. He is like nine feet tall, weigh over 500 pounds. David's a little boy. He was about 14 or 15 years old. I doubt if he he weighed 100 pounds. <laughs> Matter of fact, when Saul put an armor on him, he couldn't even walk. So David said, you know what? I can't fight with these things. I can't do this. Amen. He had no trust, no faith in the armor. He simply trusts in the word of God. Amen. He said to the Philistine, you come against me with a sword and a shield, but I come to you in the name of the Lord. Isn't that amazing? He got a word from God because he got a word from God. He stepped out and instead of going to fight the Philistine with a bow and arrow or a sword or a spear, because he know he could not, um, you know, Fight. He could not compete with the Philistine like that in the natural realm. So the Bible said he simply picked up some stones. Some stones. Stones against a sword. Stones against a shield. Stones against somebody that's over nine feet tall and weighing over 500 pounds. Huge 
person stones. He simply picked up five stones, the Bible talked about, and he used one. <laughs> Listen, when you take a leap of faith, my God, that's why we, That's why Jesus said, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed. So you, he didn't even need a big stone. <laughs> Just a small stone. A small stone that is launched by faith took out the greatest champion that the Philistines could ever produce. A small stone. One stone and took him out. And David chopped off his head and won an absolute victory for the nation of Israel. Amen. And so it's important that we honestly, we have to take a leap of faith against all odds. So a leap of faith is going against the odds. Going against the odds. So maybe God is is pushing you to do something that goes against the odds. And so you have to take a leap of faith. Right? You get a word from the Lord first. Always get a word from God. Always get a word from God. And when you get a word from God, that's what you're going to base your faith upon. You can't have faith on faith. You can't have faith on nothing. You must have faith on something. You must have faith in something. And so get it, get the word of God that promises you what you are seeking God for and what you want to materialize in your life. Get the word on that and base your faith upon that word. Now step out on faith. Amen. You must believe the word of God. You must believe that God wants you healthy. God wants you wealthy. God wants you strong. The word of God said it's God's will that you prosper and be in good health. That's his word. Jesus was wounded for transgressions. By his stripes we're healed. So that's God's word. God said, I sent my word to heal you and to restore you. Amen. They, they that wait upon the Lord shall mount up with wings like eagle. You know, and all these things. God gives us his word. He's our shepherd. We shall not want. Even, even though we're in the valleys. He's with us. <laughs> Glory to God. He give his angels charge over us. Keep us in all our ways. Amen. God is our shield. And all these words that God has given us, there's enough word for you to base your faith up on. Amen. For you to use to get you through the places, those tough times, those narrow passages um, that we go through at time, those places where you only could do one step at a time because, and if God is not working with you, there's no way you're going to do it. Listen, we have to get to that place and get our mind to that place that if God be for us, who can be against us? If God is working with us, then we're just going to have to put our trust in God. When we get ourselves to the place that dying is not an issue for us, <laughs> right? Um, matter of fact, we understand it so well that when it's our time to go, we're not even going to try to prolong it, try to ask God, Lord, I want to live another 20 years. Mm -mm. When we get to a place, when we understand that this life is not all that it is, there's a greater life awaiting us, and when we lose all fear of death, then we are ready to live. When we lose our fear of death, we are ready to live. Amen. See, we're not living if we fear death. <laughs> we're not. When you lose fear of death, then you're really, really living. Amen. So maybe God is talking to you about, you know, uh, a, a process. He's talking to you about a 
uh, something he's been trying to get you to do, or maybe there's there's plans that you have and you're just afraid to to do it because you fear you may lose, you know, um, lose. And so because of that, you don't want to risk anything because you don't know the outcome. Well, get a word from the Lord and by faith, step out and do the things that is necessary in your life. You see, one of the things I learned in life is this exercising faith in God often requires taking a risk. Amen. Exercising faith in God often requires you take a risk. You know, the Bible tells us um, in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, that we live for we live by faith and not by sight. Amen. But, you know, this is not blind faith. This is faith in the word of God. And so we have the word of God. God's word is backed by his authority. And because of God's authority, we can trust in God. God is a, is a word keeper. <laughs> he is. He keeps his word. If he says he's going to do something, he's absolutely going to do it. He is absolutely going to do it. He never talks out of two sides of his mouth. No. If he says he's going to do it, you can trust him. You can believe it. If he says... Um, he's going to do it in your life. Consider it already done. Consider it all done. It's already done. God gives you a word for your life. Consider it already done. It's your duty to pray it into existence and cause it to happen in your lifetime. Amen. Um, Abraham and Sarah, they were very, very old. But you know what? God kept his word. And in their old age, I mean, they were so old, Sarah laughed. <laughs> when she got the word, she laughed. You know, she was like, really? I'm going to have some enjoyment with my husband again? <laughs> Absolutely. And you see what happened. God kept his word and they were able to produce Isaac, right? And so it's as children of God, it doesn't matter how bad the odds are. If you can get a word, if you can put a, put a word on it, you know, that's something I teach, put a word on it. Put a word on the things that's in your life. Get the word of God. Put it on it. Step out on faith. Trust God. Believe God. In spite of everything that you've seen, remember, we don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. Take a leap of faith. Just trust God. Take a leap. If you're, if you're so, if you're still worried, get good counsel. The Bible said in a multitude of counsel, there is safety. Get counsel. Get some faith-filled people to sit and talk with you and help you do the things that you need to do and develop confidence in the word of God. Many of us um, are stuck in our cycle simply because we refuse to take a leap of faith. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways. Acknowledge him. He's going to direct your path. Amen. And that's why I've always said it's so, it's so important to have a great relationship with God. You know, some of us act like we're in malice with God. You know, because something didn't happen, we don't want to talk anymore. We don't want to pray anymore. We don't believe this anymore. You know, I've known Christians who are no longer Christians because something bad happened to somebody else in their lives, right? Um, in one particular case, a, a young man, his sister was brutally murdered and she was a child of God. She was, she was saved. She was a child of God, but she was murdered. But because of that, he no longer believes in God. He no longer has faith in God. And so we allow what the devil does and take it out on God and jeopardize our 
own existence, our own future because of something bad happening to somebody else that is very close to us in our lives. Do not allow Satan and Satanic works and the things that Satan does to jeopardize and to cancel your faith in God. Bad things happen to good people. Let me say that real loud so everybody can get it. Bad things happen to good people. Have you really considered what happened to all the apostles, how they were killed? Every one of them. What happened to Jesus? He was crucified. He was the perfect man that walked on the earth, yet he was still crucified. He was beaten almost to death. Beaten, spat upon. I mean, just for what? What did he do? That, you know, they want to kill him. They spit in his face put thorns on his head. For what? What did he do? He went everywhere. The Bible said everywhere he went, he went around doing good. Amen. So he did nothing wrong, yet he was chastised, yet he was bruised. And so what are we complaining about? The most that we have to complain is about people saying bad stuff about us. You know, are people breaking their word, breaking their promises, promise they're going to be with you and they walk out on you, promise to give you something, refuse to give it to you, owe you money and they refuse to repay you. Those are all the things that we're dealing with, you know, lies and innuendos and people destroying your character. All those things are word based, you know, just word based. People say stuff, do stuff, you know, create all kinds of stuff that you have to deal with. You know, but we, we're not going through the physical stuff that Jesus went through. Not only did he have to deal with the word issues, but the physical issues he had to deal with. Remember Peter and all, all of them were killed brutally. Paul's head was chopped off. They threw John in a vat of boiling oil. What are we complaining about? What do we have to complain about? And all they did was just preach the word of God. And they were being chastised for preaching the word of God. For name of the knife, the name and the name of Jesus, and so we're not dealing with any of those things. So let's even step out on even greater faith and do the things that God has called us to do. So God may be glorified in our lives. Stop the fussing. Stop the fuming. Stop the worrying. Stop the crying. Shut down or cancel all pity parties. Just cancel it. Call up your friends and say the pity party has been canceled. Sorry, we no more pity parties at my house. It's done. I'm over with my pity parties. No more pity parties. I don't want to hear no more pity words. Just, you know, woe is me. All those things are canceled. I'm stepping out on faith. I'm believing God. And that's how my life is going to change. My life is going to change because I'm going to get a word for my life. And I'm just going to believe God. And I'm going to step out on it with the expectation that my life is going to change. Amen. Step out on faith. Believe in God. Just, I'm, I'm reminded I share my testimony. How I just looked at the TV screen. It was 82 degrees in Florida, and I was in New York, and it was like 17 degrees. I don't, but it was really cold. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was really, really cold. And I said, God, it's 82 degrees in Florida. Why am I here in this cold? That's where I want to be. And then I said to God, God, I don't even need a passport to get there. <laughs> Just my faith. I began to speak what I wanted to see. And you know what? Just a few weeks later, God made a way. I was sitting at work and somebody says, you know, I really like how you work. I think you'll be great at the University of Miami. That's it. 
Simple. And God put it all together. And I came to Florida by myself. I didn't know anybody down here. Did not know one soul in Florida at the University of Miami. I left my family, left every single thing behind and stepped out on faith to be established in South Florida. And look what God has done. Amen. I had to take a leap. I had to take a leap of faith. I left everybody behind. I didn't take anybody with me. I simply believed that God opened the door for me and I'm going to walk through that door. Praise the Lord. And I certainly did. I walked through that door all by myself. All I had was God with me and me just trusting the Lord. And did he make a way? He absolutely did. And for this, I can now turn around and say, God, thank you for all that you have done. Amazingly, when you step out on faith, your testimony is going to be great. Trust me, there's all, wherever there's faith, there's always a report of victory. And so what will be your report of victory? Are you going to step out on faith or are you going to step back and just say, nah, I can't do it. I, I can't do it. It's too risky. You know, I don't know anybody who have done this. You know, I just it's just too risk. I have too much to lose. If I had said that, I would still be stuck in the cold in New York. Yeah, being miserable. I just, you know, because I don't have faith to say, okay, let me just go and give it a try. Amen. I took a step by faith without even looking back. That's what it's all about. You know, when you when you take a leap of faith, you ain't got time to look back. No time to look back. You step out on faith, believe in God, and watch how God will work in your behalf. I pray that today's manna um, made a difference in your life and that it was good for you. And that as you step out and, and the things that God has been pushing you to do, you will actually um, just take a leap. <laughs> you know, you know, the Bible says without faith. It's impossible to please God. So if you're not functioning in faith, you're not pleasing to God. Remember I said our chief aim should be to please God. Remember the greatest testimony in my estimation in scripture is, is Enoch's testimony that he pleased God. That's the greatest testimony. And he pleased God so much God took him. <laughs> took him off the earth. Bam. Gone. Transitioned him from the earth. He's in the heavenly realms. He's coming back. You know, back in, well, that's a whole nother story. Let's not even go into that. But he trusted God so much. Uh, and he pleased God that God took him from the earth. And now he has a special assignment. Hey, God may have a special assignment for you. If you simply just trust him in this one little thing. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. So if you're going to please God, you must function by faith. Amen. So take a leap of faith. Faith without works is dead. Useless. No good to you at all. So take a leap of faith and see what God does with your outcomes. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word of faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We thank you, Heavenly Father, because we can trust your word. And I pray that this morning, God, that your people will put their trust in your word. Because if you said it, you will do it. Matter of fact, it's already done. And so, Father, I pray that we'll look beyond our 
our own strength, you look beyond our own need, look beyond our own weakness, and, and put our trust in your strength, put our trust in your resources, put our trust in your abilities and your capabilities. I know with us, God, we have limitations, but with you, there are no limits. And for this, we give you praise, we give you glory, we give you honor, and we bless your name. Heavenly Father, as we step out in faith in this day, cause us never to look back, but cause us to stay focused on you, and that we may see the results of faith in our lives. Thank you for hearing us this morning. And thank you for answering. Thank you for the favor on our head, the increase on our hands, the swiftness on our feet. Thank you so much, Heavenly Father. I am so thrilled that you have forgiven my past. You are now preserving my present and have guaranteed my future. Thank you for in us and with us. There's not a feeble one, but we're healthy, we're wealthy, we're strong in you, our Lord, and in the power of your might. For though our beginning was small, our latter end has greatly increased. Father, we give you thanks, we praise you, and we bless your name. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, amen. God bless you all, everybody.